SIM card hijacked with information going out there, your phone number should, it's because so much is attached to your phone, right? maybe right. shouldn't have to be attached to a system. Um, case in point, um, just fun fact about industry. Um, I'll show you. And while he shows us, by the way, I hit record. It's that we're getting this out there. Welcome to Overbotch. We are diving in all to the Defense Matrix stuff, the new player experience. Oh, yeah. So uh, we wanted to jump in. We have Richard for a limited time here. Limited time. So uh, we wanted to get his inside perspective on some of the, like, the, like the voice and the, yeah. the AI and stuff like that. So, yeah. So the, let so us the know what you think piece. here. Yeah. Yes. So the, let me, I'll finish. So the phone number piece, I actually do see it as a, I think it is. There are, it would raise a flag for some people based off of the need to give a phone number to a company. That should always be optional. Good mm -hmm. example. So these are my business card. Oh, it's it, it, oh, it's, it, it's too bright. Uh, it doesn't work. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I don't have my phone number. I don't put my phone number on my business card. Because why does anybody need my phone number? Sure. And think about it. Your phone and how many people use 2FA to phones, which you shouldn't use because you can do a SIM card hijack. Right, but how many people do 2FA to a cell phone? So when you think about it, you're giving information out there that is only being used for identification when there are many, many other ways to potentially do this. But now that said, again, I do see also why there's a benefit. But it is a thing. There is a legitimate discussion sure, to be no. had about should you have to give your phone number to people or a company? Right. Can I trust them with all of that information? So we'll leave that out. So hopefully they hash everything properly. But the voice analytics thing, I know a lot of people read this and they say, oh, they're going to be listening to everything that right. we say. No. Okay. So here's how voice analytics works. And a little short history. It's very old. It has been around. Uh, you know, I'm a, I have more gray hairs than both of you, or in some cases, <laughs> just more hair. You just have more, more hair in general. <laughs> more hair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, so um, you may remember a piece of software that existed. I think it still exists called Dragon Naturally Speaking. No, I am unfamiliar with oh, this. Google Dragon Naturally Speaking when you get a chance. Okay. And you'll find one of the, ver the very first uh, software platforms that was released that was voice transcription for people to talk to their computers. So it would type up your Word documents and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. It led to the worst written documents one can <laughs> imagine because you're writing. As you'd expect. <laughs> being verbose does not necessarily lend itself to creating good prose. Right, mm -hmm. right. All the things we learned, Plex, that I feel aren't always put through other aspects of the North American education system. Just writing and speaking are different. Now, mm. so all voice analytic systems at their core are speech to text systems. Takes what somebody says, runs it through an analysis, and then it outputs a transcript. So what happens in this system? Now, here's the problem. Recording something is cheap. That is simply the cost of storage. Voice analytic systems at their core, unless if you've built your unless you've built your own, which most people will not do, right? You use open APIs, you use open systems, and you make them your own. You must run them through a process layer, meaning our podcast is recorded, and then we send the file to an analytics module, it then processes it, and the co their costing for every system is a cost per time. So price per second, price per minute, whatever it is. Right. And it's like 50, it's like 0.5, it's like 0.15 cents or something a minute. And I know this because I built this system. 
with Ajero. So this was the ad analytics platform that I ran, the Ajero guys. And what we what we did was we scanned streams when there were people were partnered. So Matt, I actually scanned your streams as a as a concept as a test bed, right? Okay. To see when did Matt mention advanced GG, advanced or focus or and I also had a whole list of I called it the bad word list. I scanned for f bombs. I scanned for racist <laughs> terms. I scanned for everything. Sure. Um, you never showed up once in the racist term thing. Yes. But I can't tell you. Um, you did say. I think you said sh like shit a couple times. I, oh, I, I, I do. I but, curse but a lot. Actually, I'm gonna but, test. But, this guy swears like a trooper. I do but, swear. But, but but quite. But you know what we did was we tested for. Did you mention the brand? And then did you say anything like what we called like the red flags, the things you cannot have because a brand would be like. Matt's saying weird things about, sure. you know, whatever, you know, so that's what you want to avoid. So we ran those analyses. And of course, with streamers, it adds up because we were looking at hundreds of hours. But generally speaking, mm. it's not expensive, but you don't do it all the time. Very few advertisers and brands do this because there is a cost. What that oh. list did, though, is it gave me a list of what I was able to get was I could say, here's this. Here's a mention. It was an end bomb here's a slug like the phrase give me the closest 20 words mm -hmm. here's a link to the video and we would save the archived clip now why this was important is that i used to do projects for some companies where they'd say we want to work with this one big streamer we know they're not rated pg but we need to know have they said anything that we might have missed that could be really bad because who right. has time to go through 300 400 hours of tape so yeah. I've done this, and I've done this with some streamers that, trust me, people would like know them, like their household names in this industry. And one of them, I had to look up N-bombs. And I found like a hundred of them. So what I then did was, wow. here was the list. I went to each link, because then I had to contextualize it. Because I'm like, I don't care that there is the existence of it. Because it could, in this case, I was getting the master output. Sure. So it could have been somebody else saying it, right? So what happened was in, in this one case, all 100 examples was someone else saying something because this guy was actually in GTA roleplay mode. So oh. other people, so I was like, this guy's fine. The con so I told the client, the content of the stream is definitely not PG. Language will come up. So if a brand or your work does not want to be near this kind of language. It may not be an ideal relationship. But mm. does this person say anything that would go against what you would typically want as your general position? The answer is no. I would give them a thumbs up. I looked up political terms. I looked up people referring to elections. Oh, I lo we looked up people referring to, like, using every derogatory term for any group, regardless of who the group was. Like, it was, I used to tell people, I don't like reporting on it because I have to write the list of words out, you know, for the voice analytics system. And as a result, you, it's like when I write it and you read it, now you say it in your head. So it's like, I'm like making you think it and it's an uncomfortable situation, but that yeah. is the, the gist of these systems. So my hunch is here. What's going to happen is they made a few couple, they made a few comments that really made like stuck out to me. One, they said they're going to hold recordings for 30 days. So make your report fast. The reason for that, it costs money to store data for longer. So yeah. what they're doing is all the voice recordings, all the voice chat, it is recorded and stored for 30 days, but it is not analyzed. 
They don't Unless know what you're saying. Unless it's reported. Correct. If yeah. they report it based off of the time flag, it will be it reviewed. It's the system, yeah. and then it will go through the automatic system. Did these words come up? And now you could get really smart and say, based off of the complaint, you could optimize for word searches, but you're just going to search everything. Now, if yeah. I design this system, what I then do is I'd say, does it show up? Okay, put it in context. Then you actually need a checker. You do need a person yeah. to go yeah. in and listen. And then what I would do is if I, they said, okay, there's a problem here. What's the scale? I would then flip the switch and say, okay, run the analysis on this one person's past 30 day record of chats to see if it came up any other time because then yeah. you can determine if it is a one-time thing you can determine if it is a pattern Habitual, or a yeah 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 exactly mm. that's actually pretty normal yeah this is done almost all the time bro. yeah and it's absolutely unless it's flagged it's not intrusive now what i was just mentioning to someone in like a, a tw twitter thread as i said the only challenge here the one potential like big issue I could see is if they don't include a system to do a verification, if they remove the human element, because then if you don't do that, then the streamer that I rated, I was reviewing for my this this huge organization, would say there's a hundred n bombs in this guy. Right, he is yep. saying racist things. Yeah. Context like, being the key. It's a basic context, and then I could also hoodwink them because I could get all of you guys into a discussion. I could it could be internal. You could say something, and then I could flag you, Matt, just to troll you in a group. Right. Hmm. Now, because my hunch is they're, only, they're not analyzing the group chat. They're analyzing the individual audio streams. So the, you, yeah. see, you can see where this can get be problematic, but us, I have to think they've thought this through because this is not a new way of doing things. And I think people are thinking everything scanned and compartmentalized. Like, trust me, they do not have the budget for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah, tell, no you, tell you how much it costs. Like, if you want, I could literally go and I could come back. I can tell you a month of scanning of like a couple hundred hours of voice. It's already in the thousands of dollars. Overwatch, like Blizzard would go out of business scanning yeah. all of their chats. Yeah. Storing their chats basically costs them nothing. Yeah. And of course, right? the 30 days is sort of the middle ground of giving enough time for the reports to come through. And exactly. we can't store it for that long. So, so, fun they, fact, some inside baseball for you. We also kept recordings for 30 days at Ajero. We still do. That's mm -hmm. how it works. If I scan you, your stream, Matt, it's available. The, the full recording is available for 30 days, and then we nuke it. Yeah. And it's because maybe we wanted to look, if you, see if you mentioned, you know, a competitive brand. Are you, are you stepping out on us? Then we can look for it. Sure. Right? Um, and then, but that's how it works, right? It, it's actually much less intrusive than people think it is. Quite frankly, yeah. I, I don't think people understand that if they are worried about intrusion into text and what can be looked at, I was like, you should probably not use Discord or any Oh my, other I was just about system. to say yeah. that. Any you other should social probably media, not use any, any other... Google product. No you should kidding. probably not be on Twitter. If you're at a company, you may not want to use Slack. You know, because certain Slack settings open up your DMs to the sysadmins. I tell this to people all the time. Yeah. If you have something serious and you're at a company and you are worried about something, do not message anybody on Slack. Because yep. some of the those that data is owned by the company. And depending on how their settings are set up, they can read all your DMs. So you always have to go direct to people. But in this case... I think it actually makes the most sense because the
the way they've set it up now is I don't think they have an infrastructure to simplify the workflow, which is why so many things get missed. Yep. Yeah. And it, there's people complaining about uh, they're worried about, um, oh, accents and, oh, you know, it's hard to process things. I'm like, what are you people talking about? I was like, yeah. does Siri work for you? Yeah. In yeah, other exactly. countries, like get the f out of here! Like how the, this is how ignorant this is the problem. They're, they're like it can't possibly work because of accents. I'm like yes, because Siri and Alexa do not work in the UK, at all, right? <laughs> they don't work in Japan. They don't work in China or Italy. Like get out of here! Mm -hmm. Oh, but what if you speak English with an accent? I'm like trust me, it is that is this is like 20 year old tech. It is much better than what people think it is. Yeah, it's just never turned on because it costs money. So, yeah, it's honestly, I think it's actually one of the, yeah. I think it's smart. It belies a good workflow. And I, I'm actually, I saw that and I'm like, oh, huh. Because you know what? That's what I would have done. In fact, I tried to mm. sell that approach to some companies, but they didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I always remember yeah. something that someone told me, it's like, this is when we first got the NHS COVID-19 app. Oh, yeah. Cause, so I've got it on my phone. I'm not ashamed to admit that because I'd rather take that extra step to be safe. Mm -hmm. But I actually remember speaking to someone at the time where people that were complaining, there was always this outcry of, oh, invasion of privacy, all the rest of it. And they turned around and said to me, people that are like that mean they've got something to hide kind of thing. <laughs> they, that's in their opinion. Uh, I mean, because that's one way to th think about it. But I always tell folks, I mean, that's what Mark Zuckerberg said as well, too. Privacy is not an issue if you've got nothing to hide. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, know. I always I'm tell right folks, everybody has... Everybody has what could be constituted as something that is private because you yes. just don't want it to be seen. Like, I mean, sure, I'd be like, would I want to see, you know, Matt coming out of the shower one day? Maybe. I don't know. You know? But <laughs> you the don't. Point is, trust maybe me. Maybe I. <laughs> like, uh, it's not a pretty say, yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, but it's more that not everything needs to be on display or sure. an ex like as an exhibition. But there is something to be said about. There's that fine-tuned balance, and I do understand. Now, all this aside, I do understand where people are coming from. There's a fine, there's a very fine line between do, like, does it matter if somebody knows, or why is it any of their business to know? Like, and it's, it's a tension, right? Because I could argue what I have in my pantry – it has like yeah it has no barrier do i care if someone knows well i guess not but should someone be able to know at any moment i mean that's kind of weird isn't it right like, yeah yeah because well, it has no bearing know? on it anything it has no bearing yes now and then there will always and i won't get into we don't need to get into the societal discourse of what constitutes then the greater good blah, sure, blah, blah, that gets, yeah, yeah. this is actually the core yeah. of what affects so much um of the discourse around uh, like something like firearms Yep. In, 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 in the U.S., you know, and you don't ha even have to have a position on it to know that that, you know, that's where they're getting after. Like, what business does somebody have to have to know that? Like, right. why? why? Mm. Um, like, do we want to live in a Bentham-esque world of panopticons and things like that to determine what the greatest utility is? Um, because then who who adjudicates the standards for what is right. okay. But in uh, this but, particular case, in, in, in a case, video exactly. game voice chat where we're trying to yeah. keep an eye Correct. on toxicity and abusive behavior, there is a bearing to keep a somewhat of a log of voice interactions. Exactly, because we would do the same thing for the typed chat logs. Yep. And if yep. you have an issue with this, then you should have an issue with saved chat logs. Yes. 
you should have an issue with systems not automatically deleting your chats in Discord and in Twitter. I should be able to delete every message that I send. Yeah. You should be concerned about those things because it is in practice the same thing, but it's also, it ultimately comes down to the chat log. If you are okay with chat logs being saved, then you should be okay with the voice chat being saved because it mm -hmm. serves the same function within the yeah. execution of the instrument. And that's what it is. You know, Matt, you nailed it on the head. Uh, I got to run, guys, in about a minute. But sure. the basic rule for all systems of intelligence in this case is that there must be a very specific use case, a very specific application, and the context in which it is used must be very clearly defined. So yeah. if they by chance, and I don't think this will happen, but if they by chance say, oh, yeah, we just process everything, then I would say they're absolutely doing this the wrong way. That is a little bit weird to scan every discussion that comes up. Right. Because yeah. I would then want to see in the EULA what that information can be used for. Touché. Right. Because you've got to understand yep. you are now opening up one of the largest potential libraries of training and trend language that you can then resell to people. That's right. what I would do. I would want to know every slang, every term, every region, what comes up, and I would feed that back in, and I would sell that back to advertisers so they can oh, speak yeah. better uh, and voice yeah. the consumer. I could info, use this to baby. train. Yep. That, and that's the thing. That's, the where I, that's sort of where I draw a very firm line. But that's why I want to see. So here's what's funny. This will have to show up, and we should definitely look at this when OW2 is released. We should look at the license agreement. We should do that, honestly, on a stream. Okay, I think this no, is very, I, I don't know anybody else thing. who would be doing that. I yeah. think we should. I think know? it's a and worthwhile I think it's a, thing. It's good, it's good learning for us and, and everybody, you know, because some things you don't need to be worried about, whereas other things you do, but it comes down to the ability for the company to use it. Uh, if they yeah. scan everything, there's huge security issues. Maybe people are talking about concerns about politics or, you know, regional issues. And then can that come out? like yeah, be yeah. utilized against you we don't know like who owns the company do they want like there's all sorts of things that can happen and the f thing is when you scan everything openly gets a little bit weird but yeah anyway gentlemen i do have to run i did want to just mention that because it, it happened to me no that's super worthwhile yeah. absolutely cool all right take care guys oh we'll also, you, awesome that excelsior uh won a game i mean i was a little it sure <laughs> happened to the cost right? of Toronto. <laughs> Um, I'll just leave, I'll leave, I'll, I'll, in terms of Overwatch news and, and sort of games, let me, I'll leave you with this. I think Toronto looks a little bit more average uh, yeah. in this first couple games. Um, the other games confused me a lot. They just, You're but, not the only one. But I, this is like, it's with Orissa coming in, I was like, okay, cool. I like Orissa. It mm -hmm. was kind of cool to see that. Um, I, I, I think this is going to push Toronto down the standings a little bit, though. This The way it's playing out right now, the meta is a little bit weird. You saw, like, Finale came in now. It wasn't just Hisu and although as the pair. Sure. So I was like, mm. okay, there's definitely some utility coming in. Um, and also, do you remember what I said about Vancouver not being able to utilize their best strengths? And I think we started to see that here. There, This, this current setup does not work for them that well. I know they yeah. had difficult games, but they couldn't punish the way they could yes. um, before. So... You know, it's unfortunate. Um, I think New York is now officially out because they lost that one game. So that's a bummer. Um, and Vancouver's definitely out. So, yeah. Fun yeah. times. As all parents. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Vegas. Well, Vegas yeah. And Vegas the, the Eternal. Ve the Vegas Eternal. <laughs> all right, yeah. gentlemen. You take Talk. care of yourselves, okay? All right. We'll see you, Richard. Yeah. Okay. See ya.
All right, and now I will take a moment here, a little brief tech pause, ladies and gentlemen, to just reshape the cameras here in our broadcast system. Let me get right out of there. And then we can take a big dump on towards the point. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up the, uh, the conversation here, too, as well. Um, because there's a couple more things in this event, but that was that was really great information from Richard. Uh, yeah. Because, honestly, of all of it, that was the part I had the least insight on. Because I, yeah. I don't I was like, it sounded like like overall a good thing and everything like that. So it's great to get some more insight. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I'm like this. That was my big thing was like, I'm not a person who's just like, well, privacy has gone anyway. So who cares? <laughs> but but I do I do find the absolute, absolute irony of people complaining about the text message sign up and this machine learning thing um, complaining about it on Twitter where you have to have your phone yeah. number attached to your account, which is usually to a Google, like a Google yeah. Gmail account, which is like that. That's all I'm saying. He's right. If you're, if you're really worried about this, then you probably shouldn't be on Gmail. You probably shouldn't be on Twitter. You probably shouldn't be on Instagram. And so yeah, like, cool. so people, they pick and choose where they want to be angry about it. Yeah. And it always drives me nuts. And anything that can improve security, I'm all for. Sure. In that regard, because, Obviously, we have the issue with cheaters, yep. for example. So let's say that someone's caught cheating in-game. Because your phone number is attached to it, you can go, okay, ban this person. And kind of like, I'm assuming it will be like like the VPN ban or whatever they call it. It's like your internet, your ISP will be banned as well. Did it? So, uh, does it say that? Like, I mean, they can ban your num. They can ban your number, your account, and associated with that phone number. And then you would have to have a new phone number for a new account. Yeah, of course. How many people are going to have like five different phones? And so like that? well, and that and that's that was originally my idea. I was like, well, it's actually not too because like I have to, I had to sign up with a different phone phone number for something because I had already used my phone number once. So I forget which app or company or something, but I needed another phone number to uh to sign up i think it might have even been juked to be fair i was trying to create a brand account for us and then i was i had my own account already yeah so i was like i don't want to delete my account because i use it on my own too and everything so i was like where do i get a second number and they allows me to use a google voice number so you can get a google voice phone number for every gmail account you have and of course gmail accounts are free so you for as many gmail accounts as you can make you can get a technically a, a quote unquote phone number that will register with any website app, etc. Right. But the, the key thing here is at the end of the SMS protect thing, where it says the phone number can only be used once, making and certain types of numbers, including prepaid, which are like drop phones or uh, burner phones, and VOIP, which is the Google Voice option cannot be used for the estimate so in theory there might be some other options i don't know about because i'm not a complete scam artist just a (laughs) just yeah just a minor scam artist but um yeah so uh, there might be some really black market things to do but uh you in theory you will have to have a new you know at&t account or whatever or you know vodafone account or whatever you have where, where you are you know you'll have to have a new account and number to sign up again, which makes it a lot harder yeah. as opposed to just, Oh, I'm going to sign up for a new Yahoo email, new account. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that needs to come in, obviously with Overwatch two being free to play as well. On top of that. Yes. And that's and the issue. Yes. With a lot of free to play games. And I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like again, it's, it, it, there seems to be this big blow up over overwatch. Maybe just because it's the new and it's, it's about to launch, but I'm like, 
I think a lot, I don't play Valorant and stuff, but I know a lot of games have a similar thing. You have to protect yeah. us. Or you have to have a, a phone number tied to your account. Or again, maybe not to that specific game, but like to your Riot account or to your uh, the, whatever the overall brand account mm. is. So yeah, that, and especially like I said, I can't complain because I, man, I have... SMS protect or like I have to like Richard was talking about two factor authentication authentication. Yeah, no doing it through your mobile phone is probably not the smartest and safest. I'm taking a calculated risk. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, I'm already some man. I'm t- yeah. Twitter, Gmail, uh, all my, yeah. YouTube, Twitch, all those things are already. So like if I, I can't, it, you can't really pick and choose what you're going to be mad about. If you already have those other platforms. Yeah. It's like, kind of a pot kettle black situation oh yes very very much um but sorry so we talked a little bit about the sms um we uh, richard did a great job of talking about the machine learning that expanded even more than i've uh talked about let's talk about a little bit about the the (laughs) as everyone was calling it yesterday like on streams the the fatu the fatu um it almost looks like (laughs) it almost (laughs) looks like tifu uh but the first time user experience so this yeah. this caused a little bit, and this is one where I'm like, um, every, everyone who thinks I'm some like paid Overwatch, I'm nobody's accused me of that, but like I'm not some like k- kiss up. I'm not like I I'll, I'll I'll get mad about things or whatever, but I also just try to like I don't know rein it in. So this is where I find I do see a little bit of the like the the pushback. I get it, but I do think there's a lot of positive things here. So yeah, overall, really quick. Um, the big takeaways from this, if you read it again, the whole article is on playoverwatch.com for those who are listening on the audio version. Um, new, But new players, this is new players, by the way. Not if you already have over. If you have Overwatch, if you've been playing for years, none of this applies to you. So if you want to skip yeah. ahead or whatever, that's fine. Brand new accounts, whether you're trying to create a second account or this is your first time jumping in, you're going to have limited modes and heroes, which... Let, this is what we were talking about this a little bit before broadcast. I think for a brand, if I'm a 12 year old brand new player, who's like, Ooh, I heard about this cool game. I, I played a little bit of this and I don't know what this is. I like the slow rollout. Yeah. Um, and cause I'm again, before we break it down, basically over the course of about, it says here around, it says approximately. So it's not exact a hundred matches. You'll unlock all the original heroes and all the original modes, all the, your classic overwatch yeah. modes over a hundred matches. And these are quick play matches, by the way. So remember these can be anywhere from seven, eight to 12 minutes. You know, if they're not crazy, crazy long. Um, so over about a hundred matches, you'll be able to lock everything in. And then the other big takeaway, and we'll get into more minutia. The other big takeaway, 50 quick play wins before ranked is unlocked. So they're no yeah. longer doing the leveling. So you have, you get to level 20 or whatever, like 50 wins before competitive gets unlocked. That's, which is very, yeah. very interesting. And I will say I've encountered a similar system with smite. Mm-hmm. So for example, to unlock their ranked mode, you need to play 30 conquest games, which is like the main sort of League of Legends esque game mode. Mm-hmm. You need to play 30 games, but you also need to have mastery level two. Or I think it's like 20 or 30 characters. Okay. So it's a similar system there. So it's yeah. something I'm familiar with, so to speak. Yeah. But no, I mean, I... general sort of will ease you into things is makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I think so. It's not a case of, okay, here's every character. 
good luck kind of thing. Figure them out. They're saying, no, we're going to give you X amount. They will gradually say, okay, we'll start you with damage here, for example. Let's give you Ash, Tracer, and let's say... Cassidy. Yeah. So they start you with those three. You play a couple of games. Okay, here you go. We'll give you Farah. We'll give you, you say, Hanzo. So things like that. It sort of gradually builds it out so you can, over time, say, learn Ash. So get used to her. Learn Cassidy. Get used to him. And so on and so forth. So it's gradually increasing your knowledge of these characters rather than just dumping everything on you. Expect you to say, oh, no, they're running Farah. Uh, how do I counter it? Uh, this character. Right. No, it's not working. Quick, go to the next one. Right. But of course, we know that typically with Farah, you want a hard hit scan. And it's a typical counter. So right. it teaches a lot. It does. And so I think, so I think as a, as somebody who like, I'm not a day one overwatcher, I came in about two years ago. And so like, I, I, I right, right when the content dried up. Um, but, uh, so I, I, it was overwhelming. The modes, not so much. I mean, there's only like really like still only like four key game modes like that. That's not overly overwhelming. The heroes is the main thing. Like, Oh my God, there's just, there's 12, 15 damage players. There's all these, it's a lot. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that my own, what we were, again, what we were talking about a little bit before the broadcast was for a 10, 11 year old who's new to gaming and new to online gaming. I feel like this could be really good. I think if, if you're someone who's maybe just not, hasn't played overwatch or wanted to come and give overwatch to a try and you haven't played, you haven't, don't have a blizzard account anymore or whatever. So you get a new one, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you, you're a Counter-Strike player and a Valorant player and an Apex player. And you're like, all right, sure. I'll get, I'll try the new, the new Overwatch. And so like, you don't need, you don't really need that much handholding. The idea of being like, really, I get like three and now I have five. And now it's like, oh my God, it's like a slog just to get modes, just to get heroes. I could see that for, for your experience, general gamer being like a little bit of an eye roll. So what I would have loved to see, and I don't know if they can do I, th- I think there should be an optional like tutorial as core because I, I do think a better tutorial would help for yeah, first time. Yeah, that's something users. I've always advocated for. Yeah. Not just Overwatch, but in any online game, you need a mode that actually teaches the game yes. rather than go, here you go, this button shoots, this button reloads kind of thing. Yes. I want to see these games have an actual deep tutorial system. Yes. Because that's something. Because especially, let's take League of Legends, for example. That's a very unique entity in that you have to manage your lane. You then have to know, okay, we're X amount of time in. I need to start rotating, things like that. It's like little nuances and things like that. That's now, what these so, games don't really teach. True. So, but for, to the, I will say one counterpoint to that is these games, as far as like team strategy that's those are nuances that you can't really teach because number one everybody has different shredded play style you can't teach play style that's something you're yeah. gonna have to develop with like friends or your teammates over time playing this works this doesn't so i i get that that's hard tutorial wise but i do think more than a five minute shooting range tutorial with soldier needs needs mm. to happen like i would like from there that's fine that's soup that is the 101 mechanics let and then let me have that with different heroes um 
And then I know they tell you like, oh, you can go try like the, the play against AI, right? You could do like the easy, medium, hard AI. I yeah. did that for a little while, but I almost, it's like, that should be like a full big tutorial. Like you go from the shooting range, you try like one or two there, you go into an actual, like a training, mo like mode, not just like shoot the target. Okay. That's how your gun works. Let's move on. Like, I mean like, all right, robots, boom, boom, boom. A little aim trainer kind of thing. Then you move yeah. into a match and get like, hey, a control map against AI, easy AI kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. A little bit, like you said, more in depth. Uh, but I do think I do think to a degree it should be optional for your for your returning or experienced just competitive game players yeah. who don't necessarily need to do that or can pick it up much faster. So I see that idea. Um, I see the idea overall being a welcome addition. The fact that it's absolutely locked um for for the at least for the the um the, new, the heroes and the modes now the 50 wins i love that for rent yeah i Objective love that work for it Perfect. and that is a big in addition to the the phone number thing that almost even maybe even more than the phone number thing um is a big not huge because you don't want to inconvenience your regular players but that is a big deterrent to smurfs the idea yeah. that you can't just go click 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 new email here we go all right now i'm in I'm jumping right into ranked watch my zero to grandmaster on hog it's like yep. as as, as yeah. much as those are kind of can be entertaining youtube videos like holy crap we don't need another grandmaster player jumping into bronze and just stomping on people um yeah and if you may if you have to make them fight through 50 quick play games they again it might be like it's not worth it. I'll just go to my main or two main accounts or whatever and just stick with those. Yeah. But what's also interesting, because I'm not sure if it's in this article specifically, but also so they're using it as a way to deter toxic people and things like that. It's like, mm -hmm. like you can actually, so you get your 50 wins, but what if during those 50 wins, you start getting abusive, things like that. And so it's almost like they've put a safety net in as almost like a trial period. Think of it like a probation period with a new job. Yeah. So like, like you work there for like, let's say three months. So 12 weeks, say you work at that job for 12 weeks. If they spot something that they don't like, you're out the door, or at least you're more likely to be out the door. And I could see a similar thing happening here where they go, okay, you need your 50 competitive wins, plus a hundred games in general to unlock all the start stuff. So yeah. it makes the players work for yeah. what they want, but also from the devs' perspective, allows them to go, okay, hey, how's everybody doing? And if player A gets a bunch of reports during this trial, this quote trial period, we can go, okay, we've caught it before he even touches ranked. So well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that and that and that'll covering it. Yeah, the whole reporting thing and the the, the voice and all that's that applies to every aspect of the game, not just ranked. Not um, so yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. yeah. And any any time anybody gets too abusive, gets enough reports, in theory, they'll be gone. So, but I I, I like the idea that it's you can't just like oh I'm just gonna f if you want to play ranked, they want it to be competitive. You want it to be everybody to be competitive and like try to win. So like you can't have someone just come in and throw. 50 games and it's like all right i'm just gonna go sit in my sit outside of spawn for 50 games yeah, move my mouse every so often to make sure i don't leave yeah exactly so um you actually you have to 
again, it's quick play, so it's easier. You know, it's half matches, or I assume that's how, still how it'll work in um, Overwatch 2, is it's just like the one round. So, but you you saw it, you have to try a little bit. And so it just, it helps you, again, that's also for new players. Like, it helps you learn how to win matches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so to show like, hey, I really care about winning. I really care about working with my team. Now I'm ready for a competitive experience. Yeah, so. and keep in mind, on top of that, we're also getting the new challenge system as well. So I've said before how I would love to see challenges tailored to certain ways of teaching the games. Like, sure. Like, like for example, play X hero a number of times, for example. That's one thing. But have it say, okay, you need to be on the payload for cumulative time. Time that actually teaches you, okay, this is how the payload moves. This is how we win the game. So it's it's challenges like that. That's where I they actually help teach the game. I hate that challenge. But, yeah, but you see what I mean, though. It's like I I do. Just don't just like, don't do that one. Then you're say, gonna get some asshole who just sits on the cart. You're gonna three. You're gonna have five assholes who sit on the cart. Because they're doing their challenge. It's like, guys, we have to go fight over here. No, I'm getting my two-minute challenge. No, what I'm saying is that it doesn't have to be one go, like I said before. No, I know, but you. But come on, Plex. You know yeah. you know players. You know, they're just going to be, I'm just going to sit here. It's like, that's why, like, I always worry a little bit of, like, headshot challenge. Every, I'm just going to sit in the back. It's like, I'm just waiting for my headshots. Then I'm going to quit the game so I can get my challenge or whatever. There's yeah. going to be, there's going to be little, like, things like that. I But... Overall, to what you're saying, yes. The more, got like, the sh- where the challenges can kind of guide you. But again, at some point, you are just going to have to run out of. Yeah. Because also, the other thing is, like, new new players are going to be joining all the time. So this week's challenges are going to be, teach- like, teaching challenges. And then next week's aren't. Or, like, well, they always are. Been, or A lot of games I've experienced, is I'm not entirely sure if this is a thing, but they are unique to you sort of thing. So not like so. There's a pool of let's say ten challenges, and you'll get three of them at random from that pool. Oh, really? So that's my experience from Yu-Gi-Oh! Master. I think it Smart. depends. I think it depends because I remember like um, Halo, for example, had everybody had the same ones. Like the weekly challenges are the weekly challenges for the yeah. entire player base. So, so I'm not entirely sure if that's the same, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see here. We'll, we'll have to. That'll be another thing we could do. We'll we'll compare and contrast our. Our challenges, yeah. our weekly and dailies uh, with each other as as the as the days go yeah. on. That'll actually be interesting. I would be curious because that would be kind of cool if everyone had different ones. Um, yeah. But regardless, I do agree. Whatever they are, the challenges. I hope they are designed to like they. I I like challenges that are things that like they were are part of your regular day like play as it is. It shouldn't be something you have to like yeah. grind and like. Again, that's why you can't have like a hundred headshots because then you're gonna have people. It's so many that people are just about. I just have to sit mm. here and try to farm them, or have the option to re-roll them like once a week or something like that. Because that's why I have in Smite. Sure, like, there's a challenge there where you have to party up. So I'm like, that's an instant re-roll for me. Yeah, because yes, reset challenges for sure, for, for sure. Yeah, but like you know something like not even five, but like five environmental kills over the course of a week. That should be doing. You yeah. could do that during. You could do that in, a, in several games, just during regular play. You don't have to sit there and be like boop, 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 boop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, Not all it's of things. Hey, that's no kidding, right? Um, but moving on, the net, the next big thing, um, is endorsements. They are uh taking away 
the endorsements, right? Or no, no, they are changing them around. For them, I believe. Yes, there will only be a single endorse- endorsement category per match rather than three of like shot caller, good teammate. But So basically you're saying it's either attaboy, high five, or, or not, which I think makes sense because here's the thing, it didn't mean anything. Whether you were yeah. a shot caller or a good teammate or a good sport or whatever it was, it was all the same amount of XP points and like it didn't, it might've been some weird thing in the background, but nobody ever noticed anything. Everyone just did random shit for each other. So just having a, like a, a an attaboy or an atta, you know, attaga way to go kind of thing. Like cheers, <laughs> a cheers button, basically cheers yeah. guys. Click, click, so click. It's only for one player now as opposed to three. And you can yes. only do it to your own team. You'll only be able to endorse players on your team. Yep. Yeah. It's actually Absolutely. good because it actually says to you, okay, who genuinely was the best performer on your team? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You have to... it... yeah you're basically mind. playing MVP. You're playing, you're playing MVP, right? Each man. Who, who did you think the match MVP was? Cool. Yeah. So it's a healthy change actually. Yeah. I think, I think it is too. Scroll, scroll further down. You see the whole competitive match screen. They're taking away a lot of the things that people will turn around and go, oh, you're that, that yes. portrait, you suck kind of thing. That is another healthy change. So this one, I can see a little, I did see one point, but I think this is a pretty small uh, pushback, to be fair. Somebody brought up the point of, I understand why they're removing the borders. And again, for those who are, who are listening on audio and can't see the uh, article, again, you can look it up on playoverwatch.com. Uh, they're taking away your pre the pre-ranked match where it used to say like your team and it was like a bronze, bronze, silver, silver, bronze, and you would you would have everybody's little medals. They're taking that away. So you literally just see the the name. Um the idea to, yeah. to remove toxicity and people making or prejudgments, oh god, so and so's silver and I'm gold. Oh god, we're gonna have to watch out for that guy. So the pushback though was is but this is assuming you're not an asshole was the idea of like, Hey, if I'm in a game of like plats and you know, we see somebody who's gold, our tank is gold. All right. I need to prioritize our tank. Cause they might not be as up to snuff as some of us. So like if I'm on support, I might need to prioritize my tank as opposed to, you know, said DPS player. I, so I can see where it does give you a little bit of like context and like, all right, where do I need to turn my attention? Yeah. Who do we need to maybe lift up or comp, you know, stuff like that. I think that is a small case scenario. I think that's probably, yeah. Not as important as combating jerks in, I was gonna uh, say, in, in chat. To but... find, a lot of these changes are trying to find the middle ground between yes. a healthy environment and catching those that are basically the jerks. Right. So trying to separate which the basic has, case from the heels. Kind yeah, of and which has been something that's this is what I love to do that when people are losing their minds. Mind. It, is it? haven't I seen for years people being like, Oh my God, all the toxicity, all the, the racism, the sexism coming through. And this is in a lot of games to be fair, but overwatch in particular, it's been, it's been a kind of very archaic system for a lot of things. So yeah, here we are. We're giving you multiple ways to combat these people. And then you're like, well, Oh, this is so stupid. It's like, Oh my God, we're giving you what you yeah. want. It's kind of like with wrestling in a way that the fans always cry out. Oh, push this guy. sort of thing. They, so the company goes, okay, we'll give him a little push. Push him to the main event scene. Oh, he's boring there, now. Oh, he's boring now. He's, he's, a, like, oh, he's uh, a company guy. I mean, Shove down our no, throats. I mean, no disrespect to any of the men and women that wrestle. and all Because I could never do it. And I'm sure you can appreciate this, Matt. Because obviously, 
the social media is like push X wrestler. Oh yeah. Uh, and then and oh that guy should have won and oh she deserved that title shot and it's just so fickle. But oh yeah. There's a lot of crazy. oh my god, all these kind of push a young person, push a, a new a new guy, make a new star. Okay, so they put they strap the rocket to some new young guy. Oh, but not that one. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, we I want mean, new faces. All right, here's a new face. No, not that guy. What? The number <gasps> of times I've heard people say, push Claudio. Ask for, you know, Cesaro. Mm-hmm. The number of times I heard people like, push him, push him, push him. And then all of a sudden he gets the push and people are like, Ugh. but wait, what about program. this guy? What about, but wait, I, okay, he's cool. But what about this other guy? It's like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Basically Make people can't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no. Overall, these changes will benefit the game long term. I I think so too. This is a good and don't, again, with this being a live service game, they're not just shoving this out. They're shipping this, and it's gone. These these systems and everything can be updated if if it's not working as efficiently as originally yeah. intended and everything. We can update this. They can change this. They can a- adapt the ping system. They can adapt. They can change the pre-competitive match screen if if the community, by and large, everyone's like, hey, we all we want to see the ranks back they can change that like but overall yeah. this is a really good start to addressing okay. a lot of issues i would say this to everyone who's listening or potentially has concerns wait till the end of season one because mm-hmm. by then there'll be enough game time there'll be enough players going it will all this data that they can look at and go okay this is what people are saying works this is what people say doesn't work we'll make these changes for season two mm-hmm. and so on and so forth like, Play through season one, they make the changes. Season two, who you see something wrong, make just literally the simplest thing you could do is make sure that you go through the proper channels, of course, and let the devs know what you think doesn't work. And if enough people who make the same report, they can then go, okay, people are not liking this change. Let's see what we can do to adjust it. Yep. Absolutely. Like to go through the proper channels. Don't just Let's go and abuse a social media person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just saying at play Overwatch, F you, is not going to yeah. really get anything done. That's true. Uh, before we wrap this up, those uh, the last couple things I mentioned, the ping system, which we've already talked about in the beta and everything. There's a ping system, guys. So it's cool. So you can tell people where to attack yeah. so you don't have to be in voice chat. Great uh, great addition. I think, any, I think every competitive game needs one of those. Uh, looking at you, Destiny. So... Uh, <laughs> The other thing they did was the removal of general chat, um, which if you don't know, I, I when I first lo- lost my mind or heard this, I was like, wait, I thought it was the orange chat. Um, and so no. I was like, oh, it's sometimes I like, you know, kind of chatting back and forth with the other team and everything. No, that's game chat. That was my mistake. General chat is the white chat you usually see when you first log into the home screen. And there's yeah. people like talking about either usually, I'm just going to either like, pornographic things or um plugging their twitch channel or something like that or it's it is yeah it's totally superfluous it literally served no purpose it's yeah Um, so it's a nothing feature it's a nothing feed other than like nothingness on nothingness on toast filled with nothingness for me on console i barely saw anything typed there as well yeah. So, oh, I I see stuff like I, but it's all it all's all weird and it's like potentially offensive, awkwardly sexual stuff. People just trying to like yeah. 
shock each other with like, oh, oh, stick this in your whatever. Like it, it is, yeah. it, it, and it, it serves no benefit. And obviously, from a content creator's perspective, it could potentially get them in trouble. I mean, it's like usually that stuff can be avoided. Cause I mean, one, it's also very, very small in the corner of the screen. But yeah, but it's like if you like again, you you have a very clean thing, and then just people just type weird stuff in chat. You can't control all that. It can happen in game two, but it's yeah. I think that that's a that's a good easy easy move. But so those yeah. are the those are the big changes, guys, coming through. Don't want to totally belabor this entire show with it. We are going to get into the league now. But um, like I said, I think good stuff. Oh, and before we totally, for those who did wonder and we don't know, Overwatch 1 will go offline Monday morning, October 3rd, approximately 9 a.m. Pacific. So take that and change it to wherever you are. For me, that is 11 a.m. Central Time, yeah. noon Eastern, um, which makes it, what, 5 p.m. your time plus? About GMT, yeah. Yes. Because I'm, I'm six hours ahead of, GM, of EST, sorry. Yes. So uh, that'll put you there for October 3rd is when servers will go offline. And then an anticipated launch. Things can change or whatever, but hopefully about noon Pacific Time on October 4th. And there will be between now and then, starting I believe Friday, September thirtieth, there is you could do your pre-launch download uh, to get ready for it. It's a fifty gig download, so it's big. Uh, that's for PC players, I believe. I don't know what the deal is for consoles. So I you can't. Yet, so would not. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know if consoles can do um, preload, like the pre-launch download, like in the background. I don't know. That might just be a PC thing, but that's available on Friday to all the PC players. So, so, what are the odds that we'll have to stare at a black hole like with Fortnite? Um, they're <laughs> there. That. It's, it's, I don't remember that. Again, I'm not a Fortnite guy, but like, if you're talking about like on yeah, launch. Yeah, a whole launch event, they took the servers offline and they just put a picture of a black uh, hole and there were I'm... millions of people watching <laughs> this black hole. It was hilarious. And I just thought to myself, you idiots, you're just watching nothing. Oh, yeah. Go and do something else for a bit. Nope. Nope. There you go. They got to be there for moment second one. But we'll see. I intend to be on the servers on Monday morning when they go offline. I just want to see what happens. I, it's <laughs> well, hopefully doing an emote dance on Li Zhang Tower and then they'll kick, they'll boot us out of the game. But let's get into the games. This is an Overwatch League podcast, first and foremost, of course. And we had to start. <laughs> I know, right? You, could, you could, couldn't tell. But, uh, we had the start of a new stage and new I, I, well, I would say a new meta, but like there is no real hard meta. There's a couple of key choices for a lot of games, oh. but what I love is that there is no hard meta. This is, it is a very, it's very more akin to the kickoff clash. And, yeah. That's um, what it felt like. Yeah. So a more battle cow. Thank God. Orissa. Not being again, lost. yeah, not hard meta, but like very viable and you useful for a lot of teams. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Plex, I'll just let you start. I mean, who, who, and or what stood out to you in this first weekend of play? Well, the first thing off is the Orissa play, but yep. I was surprised to see that some teams, I think Boston at one point, they were running the Junker Queen as well. Yep, that actually starts me as well. So, it seems like the tank positions at a really healthy place now. Yes. Which, by virtue of that, creates the domino effect in the rest of the compositions. It's like, we're seeing a lot more variety further down. It's like the support line, it 
we saw a lot of Lucio, a fair bit of Arla. Yep. But we also saw the double flex supports. Yes, we did. Variations of that. We saw various damage combinations. So while there's still this sort of small pool of heroes, it's a lot wider than it was last time. And oh my god! And then there was a tweet from Sean Miller, which I share. I shared in our Discord. Um, I believe he said thirty-two out of thirty-four heroes were used this weekend at some yeah. juncture, even if it was just a quick flip. But almost think about that last last stage. It was pretty hard locked to yeah, outside of a couple of outliers. Yeah, outside of a couple. Of, yeah, the tank was a pretty much a lock. The um, the supports were pretty much a lock out of the occasional flex support trial. Looking at you, Florida, Florida. Bayhead. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah, like again, your DPS what was ninety nine percent Genji, and then either Ash or Sojourn. So yep. he, but here, thirty two out of thirty four. I believe it was, was it Bastion and Bastion and Junkrat, Junkrat. I believe were the only two heroes not played. In so check that early country. then. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's still time. It, it, this this one just got started, right? So yeah, yeah. But I mean, God, we saw Re uh, Wrecking Ball. We saw a lot of Winston came, coming back. Um, we yeah. saw Rissa as far as tank roles. Uh, Sigma, you know, was back on Circuit Royale for some of these teams. That was a big yeah. uh, Sigma map earlier on in the year. Yeah, and stuff like that. It was cool. Like I said Dallas managed to break out. They call it Dirty Bubble. I call it the False Nine. With yeah. Zarya Reaper. Yeah, Reaper Reaper coming back into the DPS a little bit. Saw a little yeah, bit of that action. Craft as well. Like the ang his pellet projection, I think it was. Cool. Yep. I don't know what the technical term is, but he went from eight degrees to seven degrees. So it's a much tighter cluster. Diva as well got a buff in that most recent yeah. patch. And so she she gets a little bit more playtime here. I will say this. What's interesting, so Coach McGravy of Florida Mayhem, he actually mentioned this in our Discord that we're very much for the most part, in an off-tank centric meta. So you'll see the Divas, the Zarias, and the Sigmas more mm -hmm. often than the other main tanks. Yeah, That's also because of Sombra being prevalent. So, so that was one, yeah. So it seemed like, while still plenty of room for variation, I would say the hardest meta player or whatever was probably in the DPS line. There was a lot of Sombra Tracer. Yeah. Like I say, because with Sombra, uh, you can actually... If you use the Zarya bubble or the Diva defense matrix, there was a chance you could block the hack. Mm -hmm. Which is why we're seeing these kinds of things. Yeah. But obviously, EMP is just a board wipe anyway, as we call it in the TCG world. Yep. We I mean, go, if, if you need to right... figure out. And one thing you always see with a lot of meta comps in history of Overwatch is they'll have inbuilt counters to themselves, so to speak. Which is why Goats was so powerful. Was that. Every hero in that composition could counter itself. It's like, oh no, you use Graviton Search. We'll use Transcendence or Sound Barrier kind of thing. Yeah. And we're seeing a little bit of that in this bit, but it's still very open. And yes. it's very much what resources you have. Yeah. So with Justice, they did run the Erisa comp, for example. And it's basically based on the fact that they had Kalios. And then Hanbin on Dallas Fuel, the Strog Zarya, yes, will run very... the Pulse 9. Yep. So it's very much tailored to your team. Yes. Which I so think it's really helpful. Way healthy. better. Yes, way better. Like, this is exactly what we talked about with, like, uh, what Florida was trying to do last stage with, with the double flex. It, it, it fit their play style more. 
it, but it, it was hard sometimes to fit it into the into the you know square peg round hole kind of thing because of the meta was so locked on other things. But here, it does feel more much more adaptable to like your playstyle. So yeah, Dallas Field wants that Zarya hive mind comp. It can work for them. You want to bust out your Orisa? You want to depending on what it is, you can make it work. And that we saw that in some of the the matchups. The big stars yeah. for me this weekend. Boston Uprising and Washington Justice. Um, yes, I'm with you there. Coming out, coming out of kind of nowhere, um, Boston had a two and zero weekend against both. Uh, it was Florida. Wait, was it Florida? Yeah, Florida and Houston. And Houston yeah, so our teams lost. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those ones where I, I, I would thought it was a pretty. I, I Boston has talent, especially with their recent changeups. I'm like, this will yeah. be a good match, but I'm like, like, come on, we win, right? Um. But Boston, dude, with with Punk on, on the tank and Crimzo back in the sport line, Seekers doing work on on DPS, and then yeah. Justice getting Shock had a awful weekend. I was gonna say they are the surprise of the weekend in general. Yeah, they're the surprise. Yes, absolutely. Owen two to kick off, and against Boston and Houston. Uh, no, they lost to Justice. And oh, Houston. excuse me. No, I'm still stuck on Boston beating beating us. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Justice, no Justice. Um, taking out uh, and then and then Houston. What really bugged me, especially against the Justice, they were at times hard locking wrecking ball when mm-hmm. they knew there was a Sombra on the other side. Which yeah, and huge I was counter. Even they have called wrecking ball loses to Sombra mm-hmm. all the time. So yep. and this is coming from a Sombra player as well. It's like, oh, Wrecking Ball. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. I would have preferred if they were going to run a main tank, run the Winston, because then you could drop the bubble to block the hack. Yep. And it just drove me nuts. And this is on their push map, New Queen Street, all the time was Wrecking Ball, Wrecking Ball, Wrecking Ball. I mean, it eventually, they just brute forced it, but and it worked in the end. But I don't know. No, I, I I agree with that. Yeah, like it's, and then that was not a super wise pick on that, especially like yeah to hard lock it like that. It's like yeah. come on, and especially in this meta hard. where you have where you have freedom, man. Like you're not you're not stuck. Yeah. This isn't a wrecking ball meta. You can do other things. And one thing I will give credit to Houston. So my biggest concern about Houston was how would they work without Dante right. in the tank position? But Dante, to his credit, picked up the diva. And he did not look out of place. No, he did. And, and it, they, I think they said it in the commentary that at times he's playing almost like a tracer. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dante's a very good tracer player, obviously. Uh, that's one of his primary DPS heroes. So he has that ability. And he does understand. We've talked about this with other players who, you know, who had, especially with like the players who moved over to main support last stage, uh, some of the DPS players. Dante was a uh, an off-tank player for a while. He was a big Zarya player and stuff. Um, yeah. So he, he does have that background. Players, I'd say because damage players in 2018 would flex over to be the mm-hmm. extra tank at times. Yeah. So like I remember he, Logics at times would play Zarya in a yep. triple tank junk rat comp for Mayhem. So. Yep. I know a lot of the DPS players would be the Zarya often for those uh, for those tank lines. So, but no, to see, so like I knew it's like, okay, he could bust out the junk and we know he could do the Doom, but I didn't, you know. He could pretend he could bust out the diva. He could probably bust out the Zarya too. And especially here, let's let's get in. Let's talk about Houston a little bit, okay? Let's let's talk about Houston. Um, yeah, your team. Let's go. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> let's about get it out of the way. <laughs> um, 
I th- their DPS line is pretty fa- stellar. I think that in any situation, I think they can. Pelican is awesome. Merit is a hell of a hit scan. Um, not always perfect, but I, I just think it's a very, very, very strong DPS duo. So I think yeah. there, there's not much worry there. Uh, the support line, uh, Lastro, great. Um, yeah. Uh, creative, I thought was pretty damn good for his first weekend uh, playing for Houston. Yeah, keep in mind he was also, I believe, speak another language as well. Yes. He'd always been on Soul Dynasty. Yep. Full Korean roster. Full Korean, so, so he had to be mixed. Yep. So I'm not sure if they had to adapt to English for all the other players, but that's not something I, we, or any of us know, is it? Right, for for 100% sure. But ad- adapting pretty well. Again, you know, just first games, and like you said, probably some communication challenges. Lep eh, didn't see a ton of him, um, but he, he's been getting better. He had some rough starts in the last stage, but he's been getting better. And... Um, so the big thing is, is is our tank line and is the Houston tank line. And we had seen Doge for one game uh, in the Junker Queen meta early on and then over to Dante. And we, we saw him play again. Now we're back to main tanks. That's, that's kind of what Doge was brought yeah. on for. But man, in that Boston game, it was, yeah, it was a little bit of feed, feed city from Doge. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I saw a- similar issues when they had Piggy in that the team almost looks lost when Dante isn't in that tank position. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's a leadership thing, stuff like that, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm. you kind of see a similar thing about Fate in Shanghai Dragons. In that There seems to be something about them in the game that the players know what to do. Kind of thing. Right. It's like, like Think of it like with, with NFL. You're used to a certain quarterback and receiver, but if you take the take the quarterback out, put a new guy in, the receiver's got to go. Okay, I've got to figure out their tendencies and try and get used to that. Right. So it could be something like that sort of thing. But I don't know. No, unless Houston Outlaws come out and say something about it, it just seems like on the eye test, they don't seem to know how to play without Dante. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling, and I this is. This is literally based off nothing. I, I have no insider information. All this stuff is okay. So yeah, you're a content creator for you. I, I but I don't talk to the team, uh, like the actual like team team regularly. I talk to some social media people. That's pretty much all I talk to. Um, I but I have a feeling just based on seniority and all the things. Dante's probably got to be one of their, if not their main like shot caller, the one who's yeah. kind of helping people like, all right, we move in now. Let's hold back. Let's disengage three, two, one. Let's go. I feel like he's that lead on the team. And if he's out of the game, I agree with you. I think there's probably a little bit of a loss of synergy in that department, but I, so I thought it was going to be a rough start, especially after that loss to boss. I was like, well, for surely we're going to lose to San Francisco. But then some of those, those plays you talked about from San Francisco came in and we're still sitting at a pretty solid number four. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that for the regular season. Yeah. And I think when you look at Boston and just, and Washington justice, they're the two teams that have more to play for than the others. Cause yep. a lot of the other teams aside from the top three in NA, Hey, and you say something about APAC with Shanghai and in Seoul. Yep. A lot of these teams are playing need to stay in that playing bracket. Yes. It's like Boston and Washington, like we said, when we discussed last week, they are on the lip 
So they could have potentially been knocked out by your Vancouver Titans, your boss, by your, your New York Excelsiors. Or, yeah. But I mean, well, as it, we flipped over to the the regular season rankings, uh, whew, um, these diffs. When we go from yeah. number ten to number eleven, these map diffs are immense. Um, yeah, we are at a who uh, from negative uh, negative ten map diff to a negative 30 triple the negative map diff between Boston and New York. So you know, like Richard said, right before he left, it's, pr- it's a pretty str- far stretch to yeah, for new, for even go their way big time. New York would have to, yeah, I don't think, I think even if they went perfect, I don't think they would, they wouldn't make it in this stage, even if they went perfect. Yeah. It's, they it's that make classic it. case of you need the other teams to drop points to get your, shot kind of thing yeah and like you'd have to have boston lose everything which they probably won't do washington would have to lose everything even like florida would have to lose everything but all of these things and i I still don't know again i'm not a math guy with standings but i would have to imagine it would be some pretty insurmountable odds for new york to make to make it into the play-ins yeah and of course we all know paris well las vegas oh my god the way get Which pack, shame, your, pack your stuff up get ready for the desert kids that's it it's a shame though because that is a really talented roster it's just that mm-hmm. i don't know what it is uh they yeah it, they just got to get their they got to find their groove man you know what i mean it, 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 individually talented yeah. players but not everything is the sum of your parts right because what little no what little i do know about contenders i know that rack attack and look are a pretty yeah. good support like Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, other big takeaways being, I'm trying to think, I'm just kind of looking over, uh, gladiators seem to be back in form. Yep. Like, like kind of like what we expected to be Atlanta, uh, showed up again. Yep. Seeing, seeing them run back as it were. Yep. Uh, the other big, uh, again, we talk mainly, mainly about, uh, NA and I apologize to any APAC listeners. It's good. One time zones, except, Plex has got the good time zones for APAC, <laughs> but um, also all our home teams are, are pretty much all all NA. Yeah. But the big the big news coming out of APAC is Shanghai had a rough yeah. weekend. Yeah, I I was watching that game. And I thought to myself, what is it? It's Which something game? you just can't put your finger uh, in both of them. It's like against Seoul, that's forgivable, but against Guangzhou. It yes. just seemed like Piggy was the upgrade they needed. Big yes, time. that's right. We saw we finally we saw the debut of Piggy on Guangzhou, which yeah, yeah really seems um, really seems pretty pretty clutch. And I also yeah. did see, I believe Custa, what was it Custa? And I'm sorry if it's it's not somebody is doing a content piece or video piece on how I, they think Guangzhou actually has one of the more underrated backlines as well, support lines. Oh yeah, I'm with you because that's the next Chengdu Hunters back line. Mm-hmm. So because so, Zernius was Ivelto previously, yep. and obviously you got far away. Who yeah. I will admit I had my doubts over because he was normally brought in as a Zen specialist. Yep, for Chengdu, but he's starting to get better. I'll give him that. Yeah, and I think that Piggy could be the missing piece of the puzzle. I agree. My only question would be is that let's say they qualify for the play-ins. What if on that patch, a main tank is meta? Because they've got two off-tank players now. Mm-hmm. 
So that would be my only concern. But even then, Piggy actually put in a good good shift on the Winston against Shanghai. He did. He's up against Fate, who is regarded as one of the better Winstons of the league. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Poor, poor APAC has the, with the fewer teams, has the more advantage of play. Play-ins are everybody except the last place team. So yeah. like, it's, you're just the one lonely team. If you, you don't make it, literally everybody else makes yeah. it. Um, but right now it's, it's Guangzhou and Valiant and it's Guangzhou great. are looking yeah. better, but they have to, if Valiant, if they struggle a little bit and Valiant pops off a little bit, they could swap very yeah. easily. And I just want to bring this up. So the Soul Dynasty 3-0 against Valiant. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a 3-0, but Valiant looks good. It was not one of these 3-0s where they completely sandbagged. No. Soul were given a good test against Valiant. Yeah. And then, of course, Valiant went and said, Hi, Fusion. Do you mind if I take you to about five and kick your butts? Great. Yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye on the Valiant. Because they could potentially make a late surge. I don't disagree. They have that possibility, especially again, they're, they're pretty even, even map diff here. Um, Guangzhou seven and six, Valiant's five and five, or excuse me, five and 15, six and 14. It's not a huge difference between them. There's not a huge differential between them. So there is between that and then fifth, fourth, third. It's pretty, it's a pretty significant difference, but. Those two are going to be jockeying for that position 100% to make those play-ins. Dallas looking good. Dallas looking strong. Yep. Um, Gladiators looking. Yep. Gladiators looking strong. Atlanta roaring back. Toronto, like Richard said, struggling a little bit. Mm. A little bit. New York have found their groove against them. Kind of. I don't think anybody expected them to win. No, I don't think anybody expected them to win either. They then did get 3-0'd by Atlanta. So yeah. they, it's not like they're on some like huge explosive streak, but they're there. They're, they're there. Washington showing some, some, some teeth. Again, they got stomped by Dallas a little bit, but again, taking down San Francisco. I'm very curious to see how San Francisco writes the ship. Yeah. That's my big thing is like if they can, if, if this is if this is a struggle meta for them or also is this how much of this is a classic people have we've seen people talk about this online. We saw it a little bit last year too. teams that are locked for playoffs. Uh, do we pull back? Do you pull back on scrims? You pull back on training for this final yeah. stage to rest up for playoffs. Go easy. Don't less pressure, less this, because you don't yeah. have to win. You know what I mean? Is that a is that a possibility, or is it maybe even an excuse? You know, like well, oh sure, a, they gave it a good go, but like I said, it was the compositional difference. Like they didn't quite read what was going on, right? Very well. It's like right. wrecking ball into Sombra. You never do, for example. It's things like that where you wanted to see swaps made of their composition, but they didn't make those decisions. Yeah. So I think decision-making in terms of adapting to the opponent could be the big problem. But obviously, we're not coaches. We're just humble idiots, aren't we? (laughs) We are, but humble fools. That is very, very true. Um, And and yeah, looking looking ahead to the week, to the week ahead. um, I mean, Apex, a freaking coin toss at this point. Um, Yeah. 
I'll just bring up on my side. So it, 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 it always is a lot of these things. I mean, Soul, I think will continue to be strong, but everything else is a coin flip. Um, I think it looks like Dallas will probably have another good week. They have Vancouver and London. Um, Shock have Toronto and Atlanta. And I mean, yeah. if Toronto, if Toronto, if San Francisco suffers the same issue and Toronto can pick up the pieces, that could be, I mean, God, if, if Washington can win, I think Toronto can win. And then yeah. Atlanta is very strong when they, when they pull it together, that could be a very, another, that could easily, yeah. I don't know if I want to say easily, but very realistically be another zero and two weekend for shock. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the matches myself and the ones I'm looking at are London Spitfire versus Gladiators because mm-hmm. Spitfire are very competitive no matter what. Sure. Whether they win or lose, they give you a game. Like, you know, you've been in the war with them, so to speak. Damn right. It's like Soul Dynasty versus Guangzhou could be interesting because we've seen the upgrade with Piggy. Yep. They are looking like they're firing all cylinders. So can they give Dynasty, even if they don't win, can they make it competitive? Yep. I think that's my big thought on that match. Continuing to scroll through. Justice versus Atlanta could be a good one. Because you've got yep. well, Justice on the uptick and Atlanta, you never know with them. They have the high highs, they have the low lows. It's a case of which Atlanta will show up against which Justice. Right. Because so both teams are that kind of problem. It's and, a it's a very toss and again not coin toss, but it's a minus a couple yeah. of key teams. It's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a toss up meta yeah. here. And say so, and Hanjo Spark, I'm not too sure why they signed Teru and Neko to contracts, but because they just have to have eight billion players on at all times. Yeah, well, there's that because Neko was a coach for them this season. And Teru has only just started learning the support role, I believe. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what about Irony and Superish they didn't like because they I, looked fine to me. I I, I thought so too. It, it, yeah, apparently, like the, they need to have the league maximum at all times, or else they lose the you know the ability yeah. to be in sunlight or something. I don't know. Like, like, want, the the reason that I've heard is that oh they want to make competition for places. Then why don't you do that at the start of the season? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought about that too. It that makes it weird for me. It is. It is very strange on that part. I'm like, then, like I said, there's nothing wrong with those two. They were doing really well. And when I saw Necker and Terry, they just seemed like you saw Gooshway and and but not. It just seemed like there was a desync. Yeah, agreed. Between I mean, it's like you get used to your support line. Like you know how Aryan Super Rich operates. Yes. Hates. So you know. Gushway goes in, I can rely on my supports. With it just seems like there's a desync between I want to do X from this team and the support line goes, no, we want to do Y. It's like they're not seeing off the same song sheet, as it mm-hmm. were. No, I agree with that. And I just noticed that, uh do he, both Houston and Florida have the full weekend off? I believe they I do. I believe so. Oh my goodness. So they get more time. We can put our feet up. Yeah, we can. We can yeah, we can just watch the watch the chaos ensue. I love it. I love watch it. Toronto lose to Vancouver on the last game of the week. Oh That'll my be god! That's right. Oh Toronto! Oh my god! What an absolute <laughs> shit show that would be. Okay, genuine question: Do you have you seen enough for Vancouver to beat Toronto? No. It, no, it would be I'm... funny, but 
I'm not too no, sure. No, I, I, yeah, I don't realistically expect it, but it, um, it would be it, for the memes. Hmm. Vancouver, do it for the memes. Do it for the memes. Do it for the breadsticks. Give Come us your on. predictions in the comment sections. Sure. Yes, Give us your please. Predictions anybody. For Toronto versus Vancouver. Yes, I want. I want. And be honest. I don't want it to be like memes. I want you to look at it honestly and and nah. sort of from a neutral standpoint. I want memes. I want memes. Of course you do. Tweet. Uh, comment with your honest prediction. Tweet me with your memes. Your meme predictions. Okay. At Drama King yeah. Matt. Tweet me with your memes. I want your memes. Meme me up, Daddy. Um. give it all of it give me all of it but whatever happens in those games ladies and gentlemen you know we will be back here to break it all down as we head towards playoffs grand finals which will be live in front of human beings at least for the last two days uh which is very very cool to see so until next time um plex did you just get run over by a truck Oh God! Did we lose Plex? No, nope, still here. Oh, did you just get run over by a truck? No, my cable came out. That's all. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh my was God! These things. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so for Richard, the great root bear, the great voice analytic bear, who was able to join us, uh, he's super busy. Go check him out. His uh, company, Atmos, is doing some really cool stuff with uh, with a new interactive gaming space, as well as a comic book and a bunch of really cool things. So check him out, Great Root Bear. And as well as Plexomatic over here from all the way across the pond. And I, of course, am Drama King Matt. Hit a like, hit a subscribe, leave comments down below, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate that. It helps us, helps with the algorithms and all those lovely things. And until next time, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.